Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm here with another quick interview with an amazing person. I'm going to do an intro on him here in a sec, but if you study anything business, anything marketing, you should know who Mr. Neil Patel is. And before I get into that interview, because he drops a lot of value bombs, I want to quickly inform you on how I am getting these interviews and some things that I'm I'm learning after talking to some of these highly valuable people, highly successful, highly inspirational people, and what they have all said that is a big commonality, um, and the things that they do that is very common, and I want to share these tactics with you because if you ever start a podcast, which if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I harp and am a major advocate for having a podcast in your business strategy, but if you ever plan on starting one, this is going to help you out. So first off, what I have noted here is nothing needs to be perfect. If you've been listening to most of these episodes, I record every episode in my office over Zoom and the Zoom audio quality is not the best. Most of my guests um, do have like headphones and a microphone, but on this interview in particular with Mr. Neil Patel, he was literally just sitting on his couch doing the interview uh, via Zoom on his phone and crushed it. I mean, he he was able to deliver amazing insight and actionable steps just from his couch. So that's the first thing I'll tell you is you don't focus so much on perfecting whatever it is that you are creating in your life because oftentimes perfection, you know, it leads to disappointment, but you don't really need it. Authenticity is a huge buzzword now and people really do respond to that. The second thing that I found is a commonality between people like Neil Patel, um, John Lee Dumas, Ryan Levesque, and some other podcasts, uh, some other interviews that I've done on the podcast, they all have talked about being omnipresent and batching content and batching time in order to deliver consistent content, deliver a consistent message and pretty much visibility and credibility combined will like 99.9% of the time lead to profitability. And so they've all talked about being omnipresent. What does that mean? That means taking over a, a lot of different channels where your ideal customer is. Things like Facebook, things like LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Figure out where your ideal client spends their time and be on all of those channels. There are some different SEO hacks that Neil Patel talks about a little bit uh, in terms of like YouTube and stuff and how posting content there and creating, you know, blog stuff, keywords are highly important to organic reach and organic omnipresence, but if you are seen and you are delivering content, valuable content with the intention to help the people that you're speaking to, it's going to help you build your roadmap to six figures and beyond. And I'm not just saying that for my own words. 
these have been common. Omnipresence has been a commonality in like every interview I've done so far. And I've done like over a hundred of them. So omnipresence, but not needing to be perfect. I want to harp on that. It doesn't need to be perfect. The last thing I'll leave you with before we get into the interview with Mr. Neil Patel is be prepared, especially for podcast interviews, especially with the content you're delivering, especially with sales and maybe you're trying to get your dream 10 client or maybe even your first client. Being prepared matters. What do I mean by that? If you've noticed my interviews with people like Neil Patel, John Lee Dumas, Ryan Levesque, they've been very short. And that's because those three people in particular really value their time. Not to say the others don't, but they gave me a very small window of time to ask them questions so that I could deliver their expertise to you guys. But because of that, I've had to be really prepared with the questions that I want to ask. I've had to do some market research and see what people actually want to know. And that's how I formulate my questions. Now, sometimes, you know, if there's any scheduling conflicts and people have to do interviews a few hours before um, our schedule time, then you know, I might be less prepared, but at least I know the general idea of what people want to hear. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. Be prepared when it comes to interviews, when it comes to building meaningful relationships, when it comes to getting that next sale, be prepared. Just know what you're going to say, know how you're going to show up. And preparation oftentimes leads to the best version that you can be in that moment. Just imagine if you're going into a sales meeting and you're not prepared, you're flustered, you're stressed, you might be at a loss for words, but when you're prepared, you're confident, you're high energy, and you're exactly who you know you can be in that instance. So that's the end of my rant for this episode. One more thing before I get into the intro and then into the episode If you have somebody in your life that you know that could get value from the interviews that I'm bringing to this show, invite them, share it with them, tell them what's going on here because my mission for this show is to bring you the best and most actionable insight and advice from some of the top entrepreneurs in the world and it would be a disservice if you didn't share this with the people that are looking to better themselves, grow as a person, grow their business, and ultimately hear some awesome stories and awesome interviews. I had the pleasure of speaking to Mr. Neil Patel, who is the co-founder of Neil Patel Digital, and the Wall Street Journal calls him a top influencer on the web. Forbes says he is one of the top 10 marketers, and Entrepreneur Magazine says he created one of the 100 most brilliant companies. Neil is a New York Times bestselling author and was recognized as a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30 by President Obama and a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 35 by the United Nations. This guy is top of the line, a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise, and he's about to deliver some awesome, actionable insight and tips for you guys to implement in your business today. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Neil Patel. It's awesome to have you here. I know a lot of our listeners are super excited for this interview, and I'm grateful that I have your time today. Thanks for having me. My first question for you, what should every small business owner be implementing in their business, in their marketing strategy 
in 2019 going into 2020? So right now there was an interesting stat that came out today and I don't know how true it is, but 65% of the searches are mobile searches on Google, right? Okay. So think of it this way. Mo- mobile's picking up. We already know this and nothing new about that, that mobile makes up majority of the searches. Voice search, they say by 2020 is half the searches. And the devices like these mobile devices and Alexa Home and or Google Home, Alexa, all those make it more and more common for there to be voice searches. So the one thing I would do if you're a small and medium business is start creating things like Alexa skills. Um, there's a company called like Jetson AI that allows you to sell your products and services via Google Home or Alexa skill. I think that's a huge thing that a lot of businesses aren't tapping into. Um, I don't think us as consumers, we're fully ready for that, but I do think that's going to be a wave that's going to really grow fast and dominate. It's just a question of time. How does that compare to the old school tactics that you're always talking about with writing SEO and making sure you are available with Google search and using YouTube as another SEO tool? Are those still prevalent in your marketing strategy? They are, but the problem now is there's so many different devices and technology types. People just don't use search anymore. Um, Or let me rephrase it. They still do use search anymore. But what I meant by that is they just don't, or search isn't the only option, right? So Google's still really popular. Facebook's popular. YouTube's popular. But as more and more devices come on board, you have no choice to go omni-channel. You can't just rely on SEO. You can't just rely on Facebook ads. You can't just rely on having a mobile optimized site. If you're not, in essence, leveraging a lot of these newer channels, you're going to be left behind. If you're a small business, I would recommend starting with the newer channels because they're less saturated and less competitive. Easier to see traction with spending less money. That's what small businesses have issues with, right? They can't afford to spend the same dollars as these larger corporations in the saturated markets. So what are the best tactics? How do small business owners win besides implementing voice, besides adapting to the omni-channel presence that they need to have, what else should they be implementing? Uh, the other thing that small business can implement is things like referral-based programs. If you are incentivizing your users, uh, creating a good product service, you know, like rate us on X uh, and we'll give you free ice cream, right? Uh, that's an example that a small business that's a retail shop could implement. The other thing you can do as a small business is Uh, improve your margins. So then that way you can go out there and do some of these marketing tactics like paid advertising. Good example of this is my friend has a company called Everbowl and it's an acai bowl type of company. They give you juices, acai bowls, granolas, et cetera. You get the point. And, you know, most companies that are SMBs, at least even with physical ones, when they're doing things like inventory checks, they have to go through all the items and check them one by one. He has containers that you literally just take an iPad and you take a picture of the whole closet has all the barcodes. It'll tell them their current inventory without someone doing it manually. That saves them on labor, which then allows them to spend more on things like paid advertising or Yelp or promotions and stuff like that. If you're an online business, that's an SMB, you know, same thing, figure out how to be more efficient so you can compete with 
the bigger companies on the Google ads, the Facebook ads, other platforms out there. Because if you look at most venture-backed startups, they're raising money these days for two things, sales and marketing. It's not development that's all the expenses anymore. It's not design. It's not hosting. It is sales and marketing. How prevalent are keywords still in SEO? Keywords are a huge component. If you target the wrong keywords, you won't do well. Um, and for that reason, I created a tool called Ubersuggest that lets you do all your keyword research for free in essence. You type in a keyword, it'll give you, in some cases, like 15, 20, 100,000 suggestions. Heck, we even have some keywords in our database we have over a million suggestions for. Ah, it's amazing. So keywords are so powerful, adapting to the new voice search that's coming and implementing different ways to attract your customer in order to compete with the bigger companies that are investing heavily into sales and marketing. So far, those are the tips that you've given us. I want to shift away from SEO real quick. Is education in your overall business strategy still the first place you should start? Educating your potential client? Should should you be creating a bunch of content? Should you be creating mini courses? How important is that in order to get your customer to know I can trust you? It's really important. Education is huge. A ton of people still forget about it. Um, it's so huge that we're seeing a trend right now in advertising where you send traffic to educational-based content, which is so much cheaper. And then from there, you convert them into a paid customer. We're seeing better ROIs from that than we are just sending people directly to a paid product. Not in all cases, but in many cases, and we're seeing that trend continually increase. So what is the best way to take a customer from the education place in your in your funnel to a paid customer? Well, within that educational piece of content, you pitch them in there to become a paid customer. So not only do you educate, but at the same time, you're pitching. We find that to work better nowadays than just sending people directly to uh, a paid product or paid service because we're able to get the cost for the clicks to be way cheaper. Interesting. Interesting. So even if you are in a saturated industry where your expertise lies within, let's just use digital marketing, for example, where there's a plethora of information, you are still recommending that people start from what they wanted to know when they first got started and continuing to build education around things that are constantly being talked about, or should you be adapting to new information? Uh, Ideally new information, regurgitating information doesn't do that well anymore. It used to, but the web is saturated with content. So new does well, non-new, people are like, I've seen it, heard about it, read it. I don't care about it. So what do you suggest in terms of creating new content? You being the master at this, you're always staying updated with new trends, new tools, new ways to generate revenue. Where should people who don't have a massive budget or a lot of access to certain tools start? Well, Uber suggests is free so that it helps you out. The second thing you can do is just read other sites within your industry. It'll help you keep up to what's happening and that'll give you ideas. That's where I start. Funny enough, I read a ton. I was reading a site called Search Engine Roundtable today, got the stat of 65% of people, you now use Google from mobile devices, right? Like I learn a lot from reading and that's what you should do because that'll help you make your stats, your content, your data, everything can just improve. What do you see being the most important business growth strategy in the next two years? See, most people would give you one being like voice search or there's a collide that's happening between the offline and offline world. I honestly don't think it's one area. I think we're at a point in time 
where innovation is starting to happen in other areas that most of us aren't paying attention to. For example, space exploration, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, starting to see a ton of innovation in those sectors and categories. But here's the thing. If, if you look at most SMBs and most businesses, they're not doing anything crazy, radically different. Heck, even I'm not, right? So if I had to pick what you're going to do in the next few years where the biggest potential is, is there isn't a ton of potential in what most of us are doing. So you have no choice but to be omni-channel and go after all of them because it's saturated. We're no longer at a phase where we're doing a ton of innovation. You know, like if you look at companies like Slack, it's not really that innovative or Zoom, right? We're using Zoom to record this right now. Zoom is a great piece of software, but it's not like they did anything really innovative or that's wowing that's changing the world. Boring company, sure, from Elon is trying to change the world or SpaceX or Blue Horizon or Virgin Galactic, right? Like there's a ton of companies that are trying to do crazy stuff. I'm not saying Zoom's a bad company. They're amazing. They've done well. They're worth a shit ton of money. Good for them. They're worth way more than I am, right? They've built a bigger business than I have. But the point I'm getting across is you're not seeing a ton of innovation. We're seeing better execution on existing ideas. Um, and for that reason, the space is saturated. Money's being used for marketing and sales. That's where you have to spend your cash. Incredible, incredible. So nothing new is really happening. The innovation is at a much higher level than you would recommend most small businesses are even paying attention to. Yeah, for that reason, I would recommend just going omni-channel, leveraging on time and channels. Think of Google Home or Alexa. You could say that's innovative, but would you agree with the statement that Siri can do similar things? Yes. How long has Siri been out? Way before Alexa or Google Home, right? So it's just like, is what they're doing crazily more innovative? No, but you have no choice but to leverage all the platforms and channels out there. Because now we have too many options as consumers. We have too many ways to buy something. It wasn't that way five, six years ago. For all these reasons, you have no choice but to start pushing all the channels out there. That's why you have a podcast. That's why I have a podcast. That's why I have a YouTube channel. That's why I have a Facebook page, LinkedIn page. That's why I also create tools like Uber Suggest and really simple free to get more of the eyeballs. That's why I do SEO. That's why I do content marketing, right? Like I'm literally trying to be everywhere. That's the only choice we have because what I'm doing is not innovative. What you're doing is not innovative. I'm not trying to talk trash. You still seem like you have a good head on your shoulders. You're smart. It sounds like you know what you're doing. But we're not necessarily doing anything that's crazy and innovative. Most small businesses aren't either. For that reason, competing against traditional channels is going to be expensive and saturated. You have no choice but to take an omni-channel approach. Most of our listeners who listen to our show, The Six Figure Roadmap, are trying to get from where they are to where they want to be on their journey to hitting six figures in their business. What would you tell those people in order to make their journey there easier and more efficient? Go find someone who does something, undercut them, and make sure they're really huge. Because when someone making a billion dollars and doing what you think, and you're trying to do the same thing, it's easier to take 0.01% of theirs and hit that number, right? You don't have to create something innovative if you're just trying to hit six figures. You just have to find someone who's big enough, do a better job than them, and undercut them. For example, if someone's offering marketing services and they charge a minimum of $100,000 per month per client, like an iProspect, big agency owned by WPP, or no, Dentsu, they're owned by Dentsu. 
you can, you don't have to take a lot of money to create a consulting company. You can go and knock on doors and do it for one-tenth the cost. You can do the same in any services, accounting, whatever it may be. Funny enough, I would say it's easier to get to six figures in revenue through services than most things by far. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome advice. Neil, I know we are crunched for time. I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions just to get to know you a little bit better and peer into your life a little bit. Go for it. What is one non-negotiable habit you implement every single day? I've I've finished my day with completing my emails because if I don't, then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. What is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? Uh, It's an old one. It's called The Art of the Start. It's been around for a while. It's by Guy Kawasaki. A lot of people need a reality check on how hard it is to start a business. You can't just snap your fingers and get to where you are uh, or where you want to be more so, but it's a good reality check book. On what do you like to spend your time and money outside of business? Experiences, uh, traveling, experiencing new things with my family, my kid, uh, just, you know, not really trying to buy anything more so just experiencing parts and things in life. What was the most insightful or actionable piece of advice you've ever received? I, I haven't necessarily received one piece of advice that's super actionable or the best piece of advice. Um, the one thing I've learned from that I, I would tell you guys is if you guys are trying to get to six figures, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have setbacks. That's okay. Learn from your mistakes. Avoid making the same ones over and over again. Eventually, it'll lead you down a path on what you should be doing, right? I got to where I am not because I'm smarter than most people or I know what I'm doing. I made so many mistakes. Eventually, I learned don't do this mistake again. And I kept making so many, eventually you stop making all those mistakes. What's left? The stuff you should be doing. Ah, incredible and wise words. Neil, I appreciate your time today. I really appreciate you being on the show, sharing your insight, sharing your wisdom. Is there any last words you would like to give our listeners before you head out? You know, if you want to get to six figures, I found that services businesses are the easiest way to get there. Just don't compete with me. Neil, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. I appreciate you and I appreciate all of your time today. Take care. Cheers, guys. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it. 